You're listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. Another challenging episode, huh? Hmm. Well, this one's about, uh. I guess about all of us in a way. But, um. We all know what it feels like to get harassed and feel fucking alone and already dealing with mental illness and you know the show's meant for the fucking ill hold on let me grab some candy real fast well I was gonna take a break the other week because I fucking (laughs) basically have been hurting I've been suicidal Hasn't been that great. I was going to try to take a break because I recorded a bunch of podcasts in a row and shit. And then fucking Facebook. And I see this girl. She's on my friends list. She's a cosplay pinup. Her name's Sabrina. Beautiful woman. You're going to hear from her tonight. But these guys just think they're entitled and they can just call her up and harass her and tell her she's a fucking bitch and I don't know what people's fucking problems are man I don't like blaming it on porn I'll be honest cause I like porn (laughs) but this shit goes beyond this you can't be this isn't about pornography this is about respect and manners and all this other shit and it really comes from the person and if they're watching a lot of porno and they can't handle it and shit yeah they could end up like fucking dicks like these douchebags that have been harassing her I decided to go ahead and give her the floor unfortunately after the show I took on too much I felt like I was going to off myself and I'm sorry about that man <laughs> anyway I'm still fucking here even though I feel like fucking shoving a fucking knife in my fucking eye socket right now <laughs> It isn't about me, is it? It's about Sabrina. I gave her the show, I recorded it, had some technical problems and all this other shit. But I got it, and I'm putting it out today, and I'm doing it right now. Let's go talk to my friend. Sabrina Zaremba. She says it's totally Polish, dude. Um, well, I got her here right now with me. And and uh, welcome to the Adam Air MD GED yeah, Underground Cartoon Therapy. <laughs> well, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the forum to talk. So thank you. Well, it has become like this more of a community thing, I guess. It's more relatable as the shows go by and... I either got some kind of cool solo story I'm telling, but uh, I told him at the beginning of this bumper, I said, this is a concerning matter, and how I came across you in my feed and had read this distressing, you know, uh, uh, post that you had left about motherfuckers harassing you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's that's a really good uh, an ongoing thing. Actually... To be level with you, it's gotten worse since like quarantine. I felt um, not really too sure why. Maybe guys have time on their hands now, and but um, I know like the purpose I started, like my Facebooks and Instagram, and I try to kind of share my message out there with a lot of the guys on my page, as well as ladies for women empowerment. I talk about comics. I do my pinup. I'm a really huge ass geek. Um, <laughs> I awesome. get a lot of. Yeah, thank you. I, I get a lot of heat for some odd reason, especially as of late. 
um, it's kind of like they kind of feel really intimidated or kind of weirded out by some a strong woman trying to kind of have a voice. And I know one of the things that they've kind of been using is like, um, say, you know, like, oh, Snapchat, OnlyFans and stuff. And I respect and, you know, commend women who want to use those platforms to like ex expand their horizons or whatever what have you. I feel so out of the loop on Snapchat and shit because I don't really... <laughs> I figure, I, well, on one end, I'm like, it's for kids, right? And then on the other end, it's for, like, all these porn pervs you know, or whatever. No, dude, I think that's TikTok, bro. Snapchat is, like, one of those things, like, I don't even have it. I actually don't. I really didn't, like, I, I knew you could make some fucking funny filters on your fucking face or something. But, like, I, I've never actually used it. I, huh. Like, you know, it's just not a platform I like. I just have my Facebook. I have my Instagram. I wish I knew more about it, you know? I just don't. Yeah. Thing is, I think you could put some bunny ears on yourself uh, with a filter, or you could be a kitty or a dog. But then I think there's like that undergroundiness where it's like pornography as well. Right. That's what I just figured it is now, and that's kind of how TikTok got evolved, right? Because it was it was just Snapchat, and then when it just became like this total porn platform, and then the kids went to TikTok or whatever. Yeah, I something have, like I that. Have, I, have, <laughs> I have neither platform. Like TikTok is a little too youngster for me, and Snapchat is a little too much porn. And me. yeah, anyway, fuck them both. You know, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah. And I and I don't do the Twitter thing, and people are really shocked. I don't even know if they're feigning shock about Instagram that that's a thing too. Yeah. Like a lot of fake accounts and shit, like trying to peddle like fucking pics and things like that. The thing about it is when I joined both platforms, um, Instagram and Facebook, you know, Facebook was just a social networking thing I did for my family and stuff. But then I made my other Facebook more geared toward my, my story. Right. And uh, my Instagram has always been that. But I know one of the trolls that like recently got up on my page the other day was really talking about, um, it was actually a question I posed. Um, I have someone in my life. Yeah. boyfriend and stuff so I'm not sure I don't flirt <clears throat> I'm a very true person and only because if I'm with you I'm with you I love you I don't ever want to fucking hurt you yeah uh, you're all I need so like I don't really need the attention of the male gaze to like get me going and stuff like that when like he tells me I'm beautiful that's what meaning is meaning to me but like honestly that that's meaningful yeah. Com compliments are nice from other people, but they're unnecessary. But you know what? If you give me a compliment and you're taking the time out of your day to try to make me feel good about myself, you're damn right I'm going to write you back underneath that compliment and thank you. Because you're appreciated. You're not just like some sort of rando number or anything. I'm not looking for numbers. I'm not looking for some sort of accolades or something. I actually have no pay platforms. Um, that's never been what I do, what I do for. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, can, is it fair to call it therapy? You know what? It's my expression. Um, I'm just like a recoverer of bad childhood and being bullied. Um, just reached 405 by high school and stuff. Never had a, never had a quiet day. And um, I just, I wanted to get healthy, change my life. These were the things I grew up with. Betty Page, mm -hmm. um, artwork of Olivia Di Bardini, like pinup cheesecake. Yeah. You know, like Jane Mansfield, things like that. Like things you, you would see and be like, you know, why, why, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it, it was just, it was the beauty of the whole aesthetic. Right. And, and, and growing up, man, dude, I bought Barbies and dressed them because I knew I couldn't be that, you know? So when I got to a certain point in my life, I was like, man, I'm going to fucking do this. And um, I put one picture out there on Instagram. It was going to be a one-shot deal. And uh, one of my close friends said, Sabrina, you literally look like Dawn of Joseph Lindsay's Cry for Dawn, which I am a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. And it made me cry. Because I had done this really brave, momentous thing for myself bared my soul by just like bury a little skin underneath you know some lingerie but it was so empowering 
it's so strong and therapeutic. I, I, I didn't want to stop it. And it progressively went from there. And through that, I've reached so many people telling them my story, but it's not just about the weight and like women empowerment. It's also about living with mental illness, anxiety. You, it, it's okay that, because we had talked previously and we both know that we both have PTSD. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I live with that. I have, I have a little touch of flashbacks here and there. So I'm a struggler of things and a survivor of things. I'm not a victim of you know we have to work 10 times harder than everybody else does. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, like, it's meant, when I do what I do, especially on Facebook, and I have a predominantly male audience, I guess, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't pick my demographic, you know, it's whoever friends me or follows me. I, I can't, you know, steer the traffic in the gender I want. To right. <laughs> you know, or I would be trying to reach more females. Yeah. In my genres. Well, but definitely would give better, not not these aggressive ass yeah, responses no. you've been dealing with lately, right? I mean, like, yeah, what is the fuck? Uh, I mean, you think it's like yeah, this virus is just turning crazy. It's gotten crazier than ever. Yeah, it's 28 days later in their brains. It does I, seem that way. I kind of really don't know. Um, I've never pretended to like, have a, some sort of trap you know, or some kind of, like, ulterior motive. My thing is, I've always been even sharing of my story um, of my dad, of my life, very personal things. Because it's kind of like, when you don't share your things, sometimes you hold that shit inside for the rest of your life. That's and true. There's, there's nothing more freeing than talking about this dialogue and owning your narrative. And throwing it out there. And when you do that, sometimes people, they find pieces of themselves in you. And they feel less alone in the world somehow. It's lofty, sure. I mean, it's just... You know I can relate as a comic book artist, you know. And that's what I was saying on the bumper, too, was like, you know, she's doing, you know, uh, cosplay... And you know that it's they're both uh, it is like that cartoon you know world you know that we're just trying to share with everyone and and just kind of entertain. It's like you said, you know, you'd see that poster of Jane Mansfield or whatever. And... Yeah, no, right. And, and like I know, like I got attacked even on um, Facebook and saying, you know, like um, you know, your parents would be so proud and things, and it was just a load of garbage. And the only fans thing. I, I have my moral compass and stuff. So for me, that's putting monetary value on something so strong and powerful to me that I just, I, I don't, it's not for me, you know? So I've never put any sort of monetary value on my message. It's always been free. It'll always be free. I even thought about selling prints of my cosplay, and I couldn't even do that. It was just, it, it was, I couldn't, I, I, it was just something I couldn't even wrap my head around. Hmm. So every, everything I do is to try to help change people's lives. And it may be stupid, you know, um, but growing up and stuff, I didn't have a lot of role models. I had my dad and he was just the most amazing person in the whole fucking world. And I've been lucky in life to meet people like my best friend who passed away, that really helped me find my voice and my brave. And that's been so, so life-changing. And I've been so fortunate and lucky to have stumbled across people that literally transformed my life. And um, that feeling that my best friend gave to me and my father, I wanted to give it to other people. Because when you form that story and you put yourself out there and share yourself, mm-hmm. it's it's just it's like taking chains off. You're like untethered. You don't give a fuck. You want people to know you. It's a raw nerve, yes, but it's a chance you take. We need identity. I mean, like you, 
you need more voices like you. You know, yeah. even if like a guy looks at my pictures, he says, "No, there's nothing in common I could have with this broad." You're wrong. Yeah. You know, like even like um, just you and I talking, it was like, yeah. Yeah, it was on. Yeah, <laughs> we're no. We're, <laughs> you know, you know if they're cool in the gang or not, man. And you know, you you could tell like when if someone's fucking around or they got ulterior motives and da da da. And I think you you could tell just in my responses when I was like, you know what, I want to do a podcast about this. And, right. And and you and your and you had another friend that had like that too or whatever that had said that. And you know that's good, man, because. You know, rape culture and all this shit, it's fucking real. Yeah. And, you know, it's <laughs> just the way things are going. I have very hard time expressing myself with PTSD and dealing with, uh, you know, coming from a, a motherfucker who was a pedophile, you know, and just just crazy, you know, guy and uh, having to come from more assaultive and um, and trying to be a comic book artist on that during that uh, little war growing up, right. <laughs> and you know you get the material out of it, right? But you know you are going to form your uh, what what your consciousness and where it's waning towards as you get older, you know. And how do you think a lot of these guys are that are are talking this shit to you? You know, like you know what, dude? It's crazy to me. I have no clue. Huh. You know, it's you know, I I literally am one of the most authentic people. I I literally put myself out there with no motivations other than the betterment of myself, and also to kind of like share my shit. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of like what the fuck, like you know, it's mm-hmm. like, why are you targeting this? And one of the people, the one before this one, actually attacked mental illness. Really? Yes. Did you tell me that earlier? I didn't. I didn't. He was like, he actually had DM'd me. He called me a mentally ill bitch. Oh, no. And for me, that wasn't, you know, that shit, you don't fuck me. A. And B, that invalidates all the, the fucking amazing people that shared their shit. Under the like, post about being a fucking survivor of mental illness. You shouldn't talk to anybody that fucking way anyway. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. So, like, I, I have those messages. I do. I keep this shit because it's fuel. Oh, man, that's it, a son of a bitch, man. Like, it, it keep, yeah, no, it keeps, <sighs> it keeps me. It's mindfulness. Well, I guess my question is you talk about mental illness, and I haven't gone through enough of your uh any back posts or whatever to know if you've talked about your own personal mental illnesses with people or like I have. I I've shared that I have anxiety. And they so then this guy gets this information right and turns around and fucking fucking tries to fucking whack your fucking knees out. Right. I mean like the things about it is when you do share that personal shit like when people have some sort of vendetta against what you do they use it as ammunition. And it's because you told him, I'm, I don't need to, you, because he was obviously, what was he like trying to, oh, I like you or like whatever. No, no, he had literally wrote, what happened was the night before, one of my Facebook friends slash followers literally was harassing me to the point where he tried to keep calling me. He added me to a group chat with a bunch of female cosplayers who knew nothing about it. We all bailed and we were scared. And then he messaged me and kept messaging me until he mm. blocked. I, until I blocked. He said, what, you don't want to talk to me anymore? Sending me photos. Horror movie. Said, yeah, and it was kind of, oh my God, like Swift Fan. It, well, it's just like, you see so many horror movies like this. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. So I put out his name and like, you know, some of like the, like the screenshots. Yeah. And some of the guys, they had mutual friends with this guy who are women, so they were warning their female friends. Anyway, one of my Facebook friends slash followers took offense to that. And he literally had wrote a post, a vague book post, um, saying something like, uh, you know, like when a guy just wants to talk to you regular, you put yourself out there like a slut, 
you know, you have OnlyFans, you have this, you have that. And it was, it was crazy. And like, he was having a whole dialogue with other guys underneath agreeing with him saying like, she's got the, she's a brain dead sloth and all this shit. And they said, oh yeah, her nose is kind of like one and all this kind of shit. And it was going back and forth, but it was about me. Wow. And he had taken offense to the fact I stood up for myself and tried to warn women about this fucking stalker. And then (laughs) it's a federal offense what he's doing. I mean, is that a federal, isn't it? It's libel, really, because honestly, I have no paid platforms. I don't have anything that he was saying that I do. So it's kind of like you're literally giving misinformation about shit that I don't even do. What a fucking bunch of douchebags. And it forms a fucking narrative. (laughs) It's like, well, I'm going to meet these guys, you know what I mean? Because I get riled up, you know, and I'm already a watchdog over you now. You know, because that's how I am, man. I, you know, if I know this shit's happening, I'm going to be like, mm. No, dude, it forms a fucking narrative. It does. Around my story that's invalid. It makes, it lessens my whole thing. Because you're giving false information about me. And you're basically calling me a liar and all this shit. And it, it's just, fucking just wrong. Yeah, just because I stood up for myself from being harassed. Mm. Um, so... Yeah. I want to meet up with these guys. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I didn't even know that part. See, now, I mean, that kind of, we talked for a while, too, and it didn't come up. And I'm like, but this one is like, God, that's such a below the belt motherfucker. You know, like, God damn, dude. Well, here's the deal. Working, like, I, I too, am a comic book artist, too. I mean, I'm not, Mm -hmm. per se, published. I did private publish stuff for myself. Yeah, you're self-published. Yeah, but the thing about it is, I had a publisher, okay? Okay. And I didn't tell you this, but I had a graphic novel, and I didn't even get to finish it or publish it because of this. I had a publisher, a male. I met him at a Comic-Con. You know, we became friends. I even helped him fucking move. I gave him money when he needed food. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and... um, Basically, I worried about it because when you're in my fucking world, you're you're my friend. You're not just a fucking publisher. We're friends. Yeah. So four years or so, because like I'm fucking working on this. It's heavy material. It's about my fucking dad, how much I loved him. It was a fucking story of this. And um, my best friend warned me about him. He was taking my work, not giving me my money right, holding out on my money because he had some financial issues when he was selling my stuff. And I told him, you know, like, I didn't actually even speak up about it. I thought, man, he's going through a rough patch. You know, he's my friend. I'm not going to fuck with his shit. Add more to his plate, you know? Yeah. And my best friend warned me, um, but we were going to publish. She said, I'll get you from him, and we'll do it together. Okay. And I loved her to death and trusted her, you know, trusted her implicitly. And um, she passed away. In November 2017. But I kept my word. So I told him, I said, listen, I said, we could still be friends, but the business aspect of it, I can't do this, man. You know, it's just kind of like we're not, we're not meshing correctly or something. I just put it like that, kindly and whatever. And the next time, next day, I felt like my friends were standing up for me, FYI. Um, during this saying, we see what you're doing to Sabrina, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't say anything about it. They literally observed it for themselves and could see something I couldn't. And um, I wanted to think the best of them. But the next day, he wrote some fucking like statuses and posts on his Facebook. You know, I'm not longer going to be working with Sabrina. And I should have been uh, the end of it. Yeah. But then it got worse. He called me an art hack. Hashtag off with her meds because he knew I had depression. Um, and my, I was his April Fool's joke that year, my story of my father. So he was like, rags to riches story about a girl and her father. Uh. And, uh, you know, rats, rats to rats. And after that. Vicious. I, after that, I kind of bowed out for a minute out of comics, out of all of it, and just 
pursued the pinup more because it was empowering. And I wanted to get that message to women that, God, you're fucking beautiful. You know, like, yeah. so I, I, I tried to keep going on with that, but I was hurt by my field. Right. I know that feeling on different levels, but I can relate on that, so, how bad that feels. So I feel like when that male ego or whatever, that narcissisticness is threatened, right? they go below the bill. And the mental illness thing is a fucking dart in the board. Mm-hmm. Because really, when they think they're getting you, they're just proving how much of a piece of shit they are by doing that. Because that that's love. You can't. You, can't, you shouldn't do it as a person. You can, shouldn't do it as anything. Right. So um, that's happened to me a few this times. This is true. You know, I don't know why people don't get that yet. You know, it's just like, why are you dealing with this? Right. It, it's happened to me a couple of times. Like someone I even called a friend that literally, it didn't even feel like a friendship in the end. It felt like he was waiting for the, the boat or the money train. Mm-hmm. Because I was the only one doing stuff. So, what um, yeah. are you drawing comics at all right now? Um, I had some like projects in the the thinking and making right now. Mm-hmm. But art's a struggle right now for all of us. Yeah, you ain't kidding. It's easier for me to do these podcasts than it is right. for me to pick up a pen. and also not only that, <clears throat> a lot of my fellow artists are struggling. So. It's sad to say, you know, like that old menta- that mentality, sex sells and stuff. So, dude, if you, I'm going to be fucking empowering myself and women through my message and empowering other people to fucking share their truth. Yeah. I'm, if that involves me wearing a bra, this is, what the fuck does it matter? You know? Um, so, I share every artist that li- I put it up all the time on Facebook. Put your drop your Insta titles. Yeah. Drop your photo that best represents your work. And I literally have a highlight and I feature them in my story every day now. Because we all need work right now. Yeah, we fucking we do. Need, we all need commissions and like no man's an island. You need to fucking share your shit and network. Well, that's why I'm heading into the Redwoods myself personally on this side because I'm on the West Coast, you know, mm-hmm. and it's weed season. So I'm that's where I'm heading. I'm going to get that motherfucking work on too, you know, and you know, they'll need it more than ever because more people, are, they're selling more weed than ever, <laughs> you know, oh <laughs> think about it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, honestly, I've just been like, I'm part of this community. Like, I don't just, the pinup shit is my fun. The pinup shit is my fucking message. The pinup shit is my story and my truth. Yeah. It's something I never thought I'd be brave enough to do or have the capability of doing even, like, curvily. You know, my curves weren't always this. So I never thought I'd be capable or brave enough to do it or have the body for it or anything. But really, anyone would well, what do you what do you want to tell women right now? Because I'm I'm just going to give you that. I wish that I could join in technically on, you know. I just, but you know what though? It doesn't mean I I don't respect it, and I know that it's something that just needs to be addressed, and and I know that it's important, and I know I don't engage into sexual deviant fucking like gnarl bashing like oh I'm gonna fucking go ahead and just annihilate this chick since she's not gonna fucking supplicate and you know or it's just like this awful uh medieval shit it's just can we get the fuck past this guys can you guys just fucking grow the fuck up and you know let let people alone let people do what they want to do and, and you know She's doing this thing for you, man, you know, and uh, you just take it for what it's fucking worth. You don't fucking, like, annihilate motherfuckers, you know. It's just so evil, (laughs) you know. There's a toxic mentality right now, and there's a fucking entitlement to a narrative that isn't yours. Yeah. what I mean? And there's... That's what it seems to be, you know. Yeah, I, I think... I think guys, like, just have, like... No, I mean, they see something they want and they try to go for it and all this stuff. I'm just not the one. 
you know, I'm just a chick trying to live her truth and empower women and like empower myself. I think it's like this thing where we really, <laughs> I don't know how to, how we would get people to even listen by this point. They're just so arrogant and, uh, and that hate just rages in that self-indulgent kind of deal, you know, and right. they're assessing you into their, oh, well, you if you're, you must be like me, so that's exactly, you know, and if you were like them, those would be the reasons you'd be into cosplay or whatever, but you're not like them, and you're doing this totally different deal, you know, where it's like, just it's just photography, and these guys are like fucking freaking the fuck out, man. You know. Dude, I have like honestly, I'm like in awe every time it happens. I was reading some of those uh, snap uh, or you know the screen no the screenshots that you took of the yeah. yeah of the of your phone the, or whatever. Oh god. Yeah of, the, yeah, of like some of the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy literally had two fucking accounts. He needed the last fucking word, so he messaged me from the other account. Said Dwight out. I'm like, I put a laugh emoji under it. Ugh. I was like, is this fucking guy serious? I was like, is he is he really shitting me right now? It was that important. But there's like a threatening element to a man when a woman they feel the woman is stronger or has some sort of thing. There's a difference between a good strong woman and a cool strong, you know? And yeah. I agree. Yeah, so I'm an assertive strong woman that literally is trying to fucking help me. I never was always this person. And now that I'm finding my strength and my legs in life, I want to fucking share that shit and empower you. Yeah. And I don't even just mean women. I mean dudes. So many of the fucking connections I make under my photos are talking about anxiety, bipolar. These people are fucking opening up. And feeling they got a safe place to do it. And shit, if they even meet each other under my pictures talking, they shouldn't fucking connect. They just feel less alone. That's what it's about. And uh, then there's the cruel strong one. I, I, I'm not ashamed to say I come from one. You know, so I never wanted to be that person. I'm like my father. I'm the best of my father. But I'm learning the strength of being a strong woman when he was a strong man. And I had to formulate that for myself because I came from a cruel strong But I'm the good, strong person that my father was. So I adapted that. And everything I do is for him in life. I have someone up in heaven that I keep proud. I have like a, a, a spectator in the world up there. I feel I'm it. Down, <laughs> I'm, down, I'm down here. I'm down here. Sometimes it feels like hell down here because I'm down. But I'm, I'm managing. And um, one of the low blows that these fucking guys come at me with is your parents should be so proud. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what my mother thinks. You know, my mom was cruel to my father, and he was the best kind of man. But I gave a shit what my father thinks. And um, if he were here, I know for a fact he would be proud. Because he was proud if I made a fucking sandwich. You know, he was proud when I passed the kindergarten. And uh, all of this journey that I go on right now, he's with me. I mentioned this to you, was my necklace. And I've had some commentary about where it lays, being a cleavage. And, oh, I wish for a world to be that necklace. Well, you don't want to be my fucking necklace. My necklace is the ashes of my father. He comes with me for this ride. I don't do a lot in life with what I actually do. I mean, this is just the interweb, you know, the internet and stuff. But because it's such a network to like get out there and stuff, you can be bigger than your room. I got to get you to start drawing comics again. Yo. Dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to give you this. 
I knew you had so much to say already, and and we did talk a lot previously to recording, you know, and... That's crazy, because, like, I don't think people who will listen to this know that, but, like, I I had to, like, talk to you just a little bit to kind of break the ice kind of deal, because that's how I feel with anybody. Yeah, and that we needed to, it was, well, it's so touch-sensitive, and it's just like this, you know, I have done these delicate shows, I want to continue to do a more uh, conscious... You know, uh, things that people don't want to fucking talk about. Like fucking little trolley douchebags fucking sitting in their underwear, fucking freebasing Cheetos in their grandma's fucking basement talking this shit to you. You know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> that's the reality of it. That's what the, that's exactly what it is, you know? No, it's just kind of like... I'm like the, the least threatening person, man. I just try to... Throw my shit out there and see if it'll stick out there, you know? Yep. I'm just like a fish in a pond. I just try to put my stuff out there and touch people's lives. It's lofty. Like I said, it's lofty. I don't fucking know what people will get out of anything I do. I just know I want to do it for me. This is like part of like a, just a small part of a way bigger problem too of sexual misconduct and, and this uh, kind of, identity uh, defamation and I can't believe how bad it is out of control in a lot of ways there's just there's just no kind of positive role model that seven and a half billion people are going to look at and be like yeah this this makes sense you know no one's going to stand it because everybody's been trolling and acting like they got the answers for so long. And you look at YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. And in- Instagram's not as bad. It's more photos. But most of the time on these more social end ones, you know. And they you can express your opinion and blah, blah, blah. And there's just no regard. There's no manner. Uh, no. You know, there's like, you have no fucking decorum. You really just need fucking slap motherfucker get over here no it's just kind of like my thing is like breaking barriers even sometimes like i, I yeah. mentioned to you before you know i try to put myself out there for woman empowerment and i get the sexual harassment but i'm not oblivious to the fact that fucking men suffer from shit too this is true and, and that's why I even shared the story of my father. And it meant so much to me that I got inboxes from gentlemen and men uh, talking about how that really touched them. And my father being a survivor of abuse and things, that meant a lot to me for him. Because he's been gone 10 years. And he never shared that with anybody. He was a soft, sensitive guy. Like, I'm a soft, sensitive guy. And he just wanted to be liked and loved. He just picked the wrong woman in life, I said. And as for my, as much as I proud, you know, I come from two parents, yeah, but I wasn't oblivious to the fact my parents should be together. You know, I wanted, I was the kid that was begging my dad at five years old to leave my mom because I got sick of standing in between and seeing him get beat. You know, I was that person. I loved him so much. And uh, I take a hit for him if he meant it. It just never came back to it. But he was he was just that amazing, and uh, I hated seeing him suffer. Well, that so amazingness I, from him definitely has, you know, it's in you too. It's it's for sure. It's, you can hear it so, right now. So like sharing even his story uh, that he never got to share in life. I don't even think if he were alive, he'd even admit he was hurt. He just thought it was the norm. You know, it was like, this is what happens with love. Or, you know, like, just like women get that mentality. Well, you know, love means this. This is what it is. And in your adulthood, it even warps your concept of love. It makes you think, well, if my mom could do that to my father and say she loves him, is that what marriage looks like? Is that what love is supposed to look like and feel like? So you just have this whole work sense of fucking trust in people already. So it's 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 really hard for me to put myself out there, but I do it. 
because I want that dialogue. I want that sense of self. I want you to feel less alone. And uh, me sharing my father's story, I meant the fucking world to him. I know, I know in heaven it meant the world to him too. He just would never admit he was a hurt guy. And to be honest, like I remember my father after he passed away going through his things and finding his pill bottles that he took for his heart and stuff. One of them was a name I knew, but I didn't knew, know he took it for. But it only had one use, it was for depression. So I didn't even know my father was suffering even more than I knew. He was just a proud man. He didn't want to burden me. And I think this happens a lot too, you know, and, and we often disregard that someone can be, it's not even a disregard, it's just we don't know, man, you know, and like when it does come in about and we understand, it's in revealance, you know, that's that's a hard. I bring it up because, you know what, it kind of all ties together about stigmas and stereotypes mm -hmm. because in parallel me doing what I do and get sexual harassment and stuff it's like the stereotype of belittling a woman for doing something that you, you appreciate but you can't have and you feel like you need to tear it down when she says no and then there's a stereotype of being a man and having to put on a proud face when you're hurt and being a surviving something very horrible and all of that and not being able to talk about it because it would make you look less manly. And on some level, it's it's all of us. We all have this fucking <laughs> I feel like that, man. I feel like it's less people that don't have a story than it's more, you know, like almost everyone is just got to be going so through some shit, you know, or even these guys who are like coming at you too, you know, and you can just see this kind of level of abuse, whatever they're going through too, you know, to, how, who's going to act like that? You know, it's people that are like, obviously being, you know, fucked with already, you know, and then they turn around and it's a perpetual wheel of shit. Exactly. <clears throat> I, mean, I, I even mentioned to you, like I'm the type of person that thinks what happened to this person? Yeah. You know, like, why are they doing this to me? to them who's listening to them when they're hurting that they feel like they gotta hurt someone else in return so I'm that kind of person so like when these people do that kind of shit to me that's my first thought you know but immediately I do go in defense mode if only because as a bully kid man I never stood up for myself you know I absorbed that shit until it fucking nearly killed me you know, I mean, literally, I absorbed that shit. I didn't fight back. I fucking cried in private. I did all that kind of shit. And then as an adult, and seeing people I care about get hurt, I didn't want to fucking be quiet anymore. So doing what I do, slowly but surely, I found a voice. And I found my Sabrina. And it was a strong Sabrina that I've, I've always been, but I just never could express or articulate. So now when these dudes do come at me and stuff, yeah, I do go back at them. But at the same time, yo, you asked me three, four years ago to do that, I could never fucking do it. I would say, I would be the woman that they'd expect me to do be and shut up and take it. Yeah. But I'm not fucking taking it. Nope. It's, it's only because I had a lifetime of fucking bullies. I shut my fucking mouth and just moved along in life, and it got me to a point where I wanted to die. And I, I'm coming out of that, and I will stand up for my fucking self. And if you call my friends fucking names, I'll stand up for them too. Because someone needs to shut your fuck. If you're going to be that person that feels like you can tear someone else down, you have to be ready for what comes back at you. Because I see you. You're a raw nerve too that you're doing this to me and these people. So I, I stand up for myself. I know people say don't, you know, ignore trolls and stuff. But that's fuel. 
you know, that gives them the, the, the fuel to kind of keep thriving and surviving and going on to the next. Mm-hmm. And sure, they can go make other accounts like this dude who had two literally already pre-made, like a fucking cookie. But you know what? People saw that person now. They'll know his name, sure, but they'll know that fucking attitude. It'll just be something that'll stick with them. You have to expose things for people to know what the fuck happened. Yep, that's that's why I wanted to get you on here. That's the exact reason, you know. And because like we're getting that nerve too, man. You know, right? Because not having a dialogue about this shit. Do you know how many women are like me that get this shit, and they just like you know delete all? You know, fine. You should. This is mentally fucking unhealthy. Yeah. But for me, it's been a kind of like, I'm going to fucking out you. I'm going to show you off for a minute. It won't be everyone I get, but if you're an especially trashy ass person, I'm going to put you out there. So if you're prepared to talk to me this way, be prepared to be seen by other people for the person you are. And that's what they're afraid of. That's what they think won't happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why they feel like they can keep doing it and thrive. Because no one will say anything or show them for who they are. You'll well, just stop the inbox. They won't stop until the Punisher comes after their ass, really. Because that's <laughs> what the fucking. That's pretty much the end result from. That's kind of the way I feel about them, man, by <laughs> now. Well. <laughs> It it works, you know, if it's done right. I mean, <laughs> damn, damn you, Frank Castle. <laughs> Frank Castle taught me well. Exactly. You know, uh huh. He was just like, you know, I'm just like the 420 Punisher. That's all it is. I'm like, yeah. you know, the Weedisher. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but dude, like honestly, like we even had the conversation before this, and like I think you get an idea of my personality and my motivations and all the shit and why I do what I do, reasons I do. Yeah, that's why I've just really, most of the show, I've just like shut the fuck up and just like, hey, man, you got so much to say and... It's important, you know, and that's what I, that's kind of why I created the show. Sometimes I just need to kick back and shut up and, you know. Like, honestly, dude, I told you about my best friend and how she inspired me and... For two and a half years, every fucking day she did. Even just, like, being there when I needed someone, like, when I'm fucking sick. When she had anxiety in the grocery store, because, like, she couldn't fucking go in by herself. Texting each other. Supporting each other. She just brought courage out in me without even knowing she was doing it. That's how good a person she was. It was so seamless. You know, that she didn't even think when she touched lives, she was touching. Yeah. And I remember I said, you know what? If I had a sister, I'd want her to be just like you. Because we were both only children. And she said, well, I'll adopt you then. And I said, you know what? We've only just begun. Hmm. So we were better. I got, she, was my best, she was one of the best, finest people I ever met in my life. And she had been through, um, you know, rape and then being a you know, survivor of an attack. Uh, stalked and like even shit like that you know? and, uh, she was like Sabrina if I talk about it who's going to believe me and it was like that mentality that's ingrained in I you. hate that fucking feeling you know Ugh. It, make, it, it puts you in a shadow yeah. in a corner where you cower and you suffer even though no, you, it's fucked you up. can't see it it's happening yeah and I told you even like something like she was one of my biggest strong people that literally got me to my point where I'm, where I'm, where I'm at now, which is gone a few years. But it was that kind of mentality that like literally kept people killed right there. Because like honestly, like I told you, I was one of five people who knew this. Five really intimate close friends. And I was so fucking fortunate because her story and her trust and faith in me changed my life. It gave me the power and the strength to know I didn't want to pass away with only a few people knowing my story. 
my story isn't that important, but in the scheme of things, but imagine if I said something and it touched somebody else, like she did for me. You know what else, too, I like about it is that you're a voice for her and she can't be here. Right. And that's really right. cool, you know, because that, that's true, you know, and people pass away, they don't get to tell their story and shit, you know, it doesn't necessarily come up, so that's cool of you to, like, give deliberate that time to to discuss her and nah dude I mean I'll never forget her for the rest of my life she was just that person said to me in that perfect time that I needed that sounds and, uh, sweet and like we just were like immediately bonding the minute we talked the minute one mm-hmm. it was just happenstance that we even like connected it's a rare thing rare thing. I'll never forget her. And like what her her narrative was as such that it was so important. She took it with her and she felt she couldn't share it because of me. That's what we gotta break, you know? And I don't know why it's like this still, you know? So the thing about it is this thing I do, it's bigger than an only fame. Or a Snapchat or shit like that. Right. There's a reason there's no monetary placement or value put on a fucking life. You know, it's it's my story. It's my dad's story. It's her story. I'm glad you. Everyone's story that came before me that you didn't even know what the fuck they were talking about. They never talked about. I'm glad you just shared the story, you know? Yeah, I mean, bully kids, you know, survivors of abuse. I mean, there's just, there's so much shit behind what I do. And people don't want to talk about it still, still fucking taboo. <laughs> right, exactly. But, like, the, the, the thing that these dudes always fucking pick on are the pictures. And then they put my value based on that. And, you know, the slut shaming thing, like I mentioned, and all this shit. And then they think because you do this, you can be bought. Like somehow this this is what you do it for. You know, the male attention, you do it for money. I don't do it for any of it. I do it for me. Mm. You, you know, this is, this is my little contribution in life to a bigger picture. I'm a fan. <laughs> Thank you. Great for I mean, <laughs> they're great. You know, you're great, dude. And I that should be as far as it goes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. that's it. Did you see how I did that, guys? You're great. You're awesome. Hey, you know, if you see her at a con, she might give you an autograph, you know, man, a selfie or something. But that's it, dude. Walk <laughs> on. Walk on. You're not going into these you know, you're not t- treating people this way, okay? And it's just like, it is. It's both ways. It works both ways. And, it, you know, we have to address it maturely. Um, you know, for me personally, and it's hard for me to address things maturely before I did the podcast. And then when I started doing the podcast, it put me in that position. Of, well, that's not necessarily, I don't want to sound that way necessarily, because now I'd Oh, well, now you're on the air, huh? And and, and even though it's pre-recorded and this isn't even published yet, you know, it will be. Let me edit, let me edit this shit. I mean, right. No, I don't edit anything, though. I never edit it. I, I know. I'm teasing. Nah, I'm teasing. You're funny. But, um, no, I uh, I felt like, you know, uh, this, was a, this was an episode. This was, I, I'm going to tackle one issue at a time. And it's just boom, boom, boom. But, you know, it really is all over the board, man. Plus, I want to do all kinds of other shit, too, you know. And I'm an artist, too. And I don't want to re- resolve myself to this this confining barrier, you know. But, uh, you know, I am inspired by guys like Jerry Springer or something who, you know. <laughs> well, I wasn't inspired that he bought a hooker off the, the mayoral uh, payroll when he was mayor of Cincinnati. Uh, but you do, you do. You made me think of that fucking movie Ringmaster just now. Which one's that? Remember, that? Remember Ringmaster? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. No shit, dude. It had that oh, chick. Like, yeah. like, like that chick. Damn, you just blew my mind. Like bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that shit. I don't remember that movie, dude. <laughs> 
Master. <laughs> I think that was like 1996. Yeah, fucking A, man. Oh, I totally spaced it. I love his uh, whole format, man. Okay, so he gets booted out of Cincinnati. We're just going to talk about Jerry Springer fucking randomly <laughs> for a minute. Jerry <laughs> yeah. Here's your three minutes Jerry Springer spotlight. Um, you know, but he does. He gets kicked out of the uh, of the mayor thing, and then he goes and he starts a talk show that's really serious, right? Do you remember this? Yeah. It was all serious. It was like Geraldo. Oh yes. It was all. There was no fighting. It was really core. Dude, it was. A, it was like Phil Donahue or. Was too, like those right, they movies. all kind of start off like, "Hey, we're uh, we're walking on eggs," and until fucking it gets its own like natural kind of rating, and you know, Geraldo totally had that thing set up after. I'm pretty sure he set it up after Jerry Springer because, and it didn't go right, and it fucking he got his nose smashed, and that skinhead picked up that fucking chair and like bashed his nose, and you remember that. And then, oh but you know, Jerry Springer, he had a, he had the KKK fighting on his show and, and that, and it was, it was in its still original state. And then finally, you know, that breaks open to this new, like, Hey man, I'm just going to, that's why he calls himself ringmaster because he right. has a fucking circus on the show every yes, goddamn, dude, right. you know? It became a, a whole new genre, like a fucking talk show. Do you feel like as a comic book artist, since we just spent fucking 10 minutes talking about fucking Jerry Springer. It was fun. I mean, <laughs> I, well, not only that, but do you feel like his methodology as a creator is applicate, is is like a style that you kind of feel like in comics? It's like you kind of have to outdo the last thing that you did. Like, honestly, do you feel that way? because I've never made it huge into anything. You know, I've just been like an artist that kind of just was all over the board and stuff, so I've never really got notoriety for something that really right. hit. Right, you know what right. I mean? so, so the only person that's like really my judge is myself. Right. I guess I just meant like in a, in a storytelling way or like, hey, I gotta tell a better story or I, oh, I'm gonna write something better. You know, well, I'll help you though, man. You just give me a call or whatever, dude, and fucking... <laughs> I'll like draw with you, you know, I'll sit there and draw with you and I need to get back into drawing more because you're right. It's been hard but, on fucking well, everybody. You know, dude, the, the thing about it, dude, is like artists and like writers and all that shit. Yeah. The only competition you have is yourself. Right. You know, like there's too many people like trying to like fight each other for work and whatever have you sometimes when it is like full and bountiful. But you know what? Everyone has a fucking amazing style. Everyone has a fucking amazing aesthetic. Everyone is so fucking varied. And individual. Yeah. It is beautiful. Yeah. There's something for everyone. I said that on another episode, too. I was like, man, you can't. You, there's something for everyone, dude. It, it, it's really true. You know, so I mean, that's why I even said earlier that I share these uh, like artists on fire. I have a highlight on my Instagram. The little bubble, artists on fire, and I just share the shit out of everyone. So, and like, we, up, up, hey, you know what? I just hit this. I gotta tell you, we're at the last bit of the show. Can you believe we talked that long already? Are you shitting me? Yeah, we're we're at the end, man. But you know what, dude? I, go ahead and tell people how to get a hold of you. Or we're masters of the universe. We fucking are, dude. I mean, look, fucking power punch, bow. You know, I have the power. And a bong of fucking weed. I'll, I'll <laughs> you know what? I call Shira and Swiftwind then because I'm the fucking bomb.com with a fucking unicorn Pegasus thing. And you don't but, need to be stoned. You just are naturally. I, I, have, no, I have nothing going. This yeah. is all me, man. I'm glad. You're like probably the first guest I've had on here that's not big. No, that's not true. There's a cut. <laughs> I think most of everybody I talk to is a stoner. I mean, holy shit! Well, I'm a fucking stoner. Well, I'm fucking honored that I'm like like. The first you know what though? I saw I saw the story, and you just had that energy, and I knew that. And we talked about that earlier too. And right. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. Hold on, guys out there. Before you see this woman. And her her photography, and you make this conscious decision 
to be this little fucking baby dick douchebag motherfucker, I want you to fucking email or just send me a message here on my little anchor podcasty thingy before you send it to her and send me a copy of the letter that you're going to say and we'll take it from there. Oh my goodness. And that's what well, that's that's what I got to say about that cuz you know what? Right. Defenders, man. You know what? And you know it's it's kind of like it, I know it's kind of weird to shove this in at the end, but I have seen, you know, when I was younger and I was on the street and you'd see, like, some guy beating up on his lady, you know, and we would surround the dude and be on his ass. But then I think eight out of ten times the woman was like, hey, you know, leave him alone. He's a good guy. Yeah, and, right. you know, okay, so, and I'm not putting that down because that's a romantic fucking, that's a separate fucking situation or whatever. And one of other situations that have nothing to do, really, with what you're going through. And you do not deserve to be fucking harassed. This is not some romantic link. She didn't tell you she was with you, dude. Or any fucking inclination of it, dude. So don't fuck around. You know, and I'm going to say that on your behalf. I'm sorry. I just... That's oh, thank you, dude. I appreciate. I mean, All right, I cool, just, good. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I didn't. Get, I hope it wasn't too Bronson-y, man. <laughs> no, no, there we go. But anyway, I, if anyone wants to find me, I guess please. I guess my Instagram is the geeky pinup redhead, and like legitimately, right now, I'm I'm trying to feature artists and things. We're a fucking community of comic book people, writers, artists, cosplayers. It's fabricators. We're a fucking community, community, and this is the time of shit. Like that, all this shit going on out there. We need to bond and like formulate and like support each other and shit. Like, because a lot of us are losing work. That's true. So, so the geeky pinup redhead. I've got my artist on fire folder. Uh, my highlights, like fucking scroll through. I've had DMs asking me, "Who is that person's work?" And, like, it's not out of the story. You can literally look in this highlight and find who you like. Their styles are featured. Their tags are featured. You can just literally press the tag, go right to their page. They may do prints for you. Like, they may do commissions. Everyone needs some work right now. So Right on, man. That's cool as fuck. I'm going to wrap it up here. And thank you for joining me on an awesome and an incitive episode of uh, Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy, guys. And Sabrina, stay on the line. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap her up. Thank you, guys. We'll see you here in a minute. One day I'm going to take a fucking break. You know that? Holy shit. My fucking brain's going to fucking blow up. Holy fuck. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll be back in a minute. Oh, that was intense. That was intense. I felt so bad, man. I talked to her for a long time after that, and... She really holds it together on the show, and I think she wants to let other women know that this shit's not okay, obviously. And good men are going to know this, and good people are going to know this shit. (laughs) Look, man, she dresses up like comic book characters. She's a beautiful woman. Pinups are supposed to be cute, sexy, whatever doesn't give you the right doesn't give guys or anybody else the right to come at her the way that they have man you know I know they're gonna keep doing it they'll still just be like this whole thing but to these bad men that are doing this shit to women I want to let those women know that there are still good men in the world and they do not represent us. That portion of those fucking dickless fucking retards do not represent the real fucking men like me. And it's it's just something that I needed to address, man. I appreciate Sabrina being here, man. <sighs> fucking hardcore, man. We just look like we don't give a fuck when we don't stand up for each other, man. You're not just going to do it with some snarky fucking like, I got your back on Facebook either. 
Hell, man, I fucking did this one. I didn't even have the energy, dude. It fucking made me want to kill myself by the time I was done. You know that? It wasn't because of something she did. It was because of how she got treated, and I can fucking relate it. It fucking sucks, man. I'm trying to hold in there, man. I'm glad I could give some light on this thing. I'm glad I could give some light to Sabrina. I'm sorry that she had to hear me sick after the fact. And I'm sorry it took me a while to release this. But here it is. And I don't really give a fuck about Courtney fucking whole either, but... <laughs> this song was fitting, and I like this song. I also like the song Malibu. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I don't like her. But these two songs are pretty good. This one made sense. You want to hurt somebody, dude? You want to talk to a girl like that? You want to talk to a woman disrespectfully? She's not fucking doing that shit for you. That's her therapy, dude. You talking shit to her and treating her like a fucking piece of meat and an asshole just shows everything wrong about you, dude. And everything wrong about the world. We're going to work on this, though. One little bit at a time, man. You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy.